Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Path Podcast. This episode is going to be different than any episode you've had or I've had or you've listened to before because on it, instead of interviewing a person out in the world, I'm interviewing one of my clients about their experience of working with me. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a while is share what it's actually like to be Phelan's coaching client and how you can make the transformations from feeling inauthentic, having social anxiety, brain fog, uh, depression, breakdowns, to feeling so alive, embodied in who you are, passionate about the life you're living, excited about the things you're doing, and comfortable in your own skin and brain. And this conversation that I had with my client Megan is really beautiful and heartfelt, and I hope that you just really enjoy this episode and take from it that whatever you're struggling with right now, you can get through. And it's just a matter of the right reflection, the right questions, and the right safe space to move through whatever it is you're feeling challenged by. So I hope you enjoy. And as always, stay authentic, be you, and we'll do the best we can in life because that's all we can do. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day and enjoy this episode. Three, two, one, zero, zero. If you were to put yourself back in the headspace when you were like two or three weeks before we started working together, Mm -hmm. what was that like for you? It was sad. (laughs) It was really sad. It was, and it was a weird sadness because some, it wasn't, it was a sadness I had carried with me so long. It had become numbness and very, very random things would suddenly just cause me to lose it a little bit like I just start crying out of the blue it felt like one of those was Disney movies <laughs> they were so happy I was just other times it was alcohol like at the end of the night everyone just knew like Megan's gonna go do her thing and like be okay afterwards um wow. and it became so numb that I didn't really realize how bad it was and that I was just living with it and like surviving with it which was frustrating and I also felt really lost where I was still moving in life and I knew motion was important to try and get somewhere, but I had no aim anymore. And anyways, so that I had been like that basically for like nine months to a degree Um, since, yeah, the breakup with Noah triggered it, but it really showed a lack of deep foundation in what I wanted to do. And the fact that I was doing what, I was doing what I thought everyone else wanted me to do. And because of that, I had for years muted my a lot of my own voice, and this is what I want to do. So I had become completely dislocated and um, unable to talk with myself. Like mm. I kind of teach when I explain what you do, my joke is like failing gets you to talk to yourself. <laughs> like that's essentially to a degree. And I just I realized I was so indecisive. I was so I had. I'm losing my words. What is the word for when you don't care? Apathetic. There we go. Mm. I was almost getting apathetic to what happened with me in my future, which is very anti-Megan. And weekend trips and casual conversations with my friends weren't helping. In my family, it wasn't giving me the clarity I needed because it was still rooted in them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was kind of a long answer. No. Thanks for sharing. Um, Mm. I don't know if you fully ever described it to me that weekly um where you were at and I, i'm just really proud of you for doing this work and 
asking for help and I'm really glad that you've changed and transformed. Yeah, me too. I like, it's funny. I can't, sometimes I can't remember, yeah. but it's like, like so different. And so, and yeah, I'm really glad that we chatted. I'm glad that you shared about life coaching and whatnot. Cause I had no idea what I needed and I had no idea. Cause I knew it wasn't a therapist, which was the funny part. Mm. Like I, I, I could feel that wasn't it, but I had no idea what the other part of that was. Then Phelan shows up and you're like, hey, like this is my thing. This is what I do. And you said yes. So thank honestly, thanks to you for helping. Yeah, you're welcome. It hey. fills my heart with joy that you're like, I mean, when I hear you say that you like your friends knew to expect you to cry at the end of a drinking night, like that's heartbreaking. And you're so strong for getting where you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like crying. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I've had a couple months to to sit with that a little bit, but yeah, it feels oh. really good. So, yeah, yeah, expand on that. Tell us how you're feeling today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's yeah it's funny because my life on the outside has not changed at all that's the wild thing of like everything external has not changed at all turns out I love like my friends were wonderful they just were at a loss of after nine months they had no idea how to help me anymore they had done all they could um but like I my job is no longer this great barrier to me it's a step it's my you know it's how I'm growing. And I remembered why I chose, I was able to re-remember why I chose that in the first place and why I had mm. this deep commitment. I couldn't remember why I had to it. And it basically, over the last couple months, brought a lot more peace because we worked on why I wanted to do the things I was doing, not why others. And we talked about this idea of surrender, which just helped me not only accept everything that I was doing or accept that maybe I needed to get rid of some stuff, but it helped me like physically release the anxiety and the brain fog and being overwhelmed to be able to clearly see what was going on around me for what it was and clearly just check in and chat with myself and feel everything I was feeling instead of muting it, which allowed me to become fully Megan again and mm -hmm. fully like alive. And like you talked, this vigor for life I had not had for like for months. <laughs> um, and I was comfortable being myself again in front of my friends and family. And that's who they love truly is just Megan, not this muted, quiet, tired version of Megan. And so it took away a lot of the frustration, a lot of why I was self-conscious about myself. And it brought back a lot more hope and this feeling of control over my circumstances when before I felt like I had had no control. And it was essentially mm. kind of that learned helplessness that we talked about. Of, oh, well, I guess this is adult life. Mm. It's so interesting that you bring up how like surrendering was so helpful to you and oh how you now feel more in control of your life having surrendered than before yeah if you told Megan that day one of coaching I'd been like you're crazy <laughs> yeah no hang up the I phone like not doing this <laughs> oh my will you expand on that though because I think it's like a really interesting point I will do my best. It's still a feeling. I don't even know if I've gotten into, into words yet, but 
by surrendering to what is happening to you. It allows you to acknowledge what you can't control, but then it makes it blatantly more obvious what you can control. Mm. And it, when you surrender and stop focusing on exactly what's happening, it allows you to focus on why it may be happening. Mm. And really the why is what's gonna change that what to a degree. Um, and so because of that, I felt a lot more in control of instead of focusing like I'm forced to be in this job. It's like, well, no, 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 it's my choice. But it's my choice because I want to do X, Y, Z. And right, oh my gosh, right, yeah, that's why. And so surrendering to the challenge of like, yeah, this is tough in the moment, but remembering this is why. And so choosing the challenge, almost like by surrendering to the challenge, it's your way of choosing to accept the challenge instead of not doing, you know, like fighting it and then feeling like you can't choose it and it's still happening to you. I think that's why surrender, it's an acceptance. Mm. Yeah, cool. I, I think that's why. It's a little yeah. word circle. But. No, that was well said. There's a book called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've gotten halfway through that book and I loved it so much. I gave it to my best friend who I thought was good. <laughs> <laughs> that's very you. <laughs> you. Um, there's one part of that book where he talks about um, picking our own challenges, right? Like life is inherently challenging. And so all we really have control of is like choosing what challenges we put in front of ourselves and Mm -hmm. i've always really appreciated that because it's it's true like life's hard you know but i'd rather it be hard for me as like a guitar player than an ice skater Ah. for instance (laughs) right like both are hard you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that does come down to what you're saying which is like why do you want to do this job that you're feeling challenged by, right? And then at a deeper level, like where does the why come from? Which we also explored a little bit, which is like who you are is the source of your connection to why you are who you are or like how you exist in the world. Um, And I think that that goes back to the work that we did with like letting go of expectations and creating authentic intentions oh yeah I had surrender and expectations uh, written all over my house <laughs> after we went out that just like little subtle like in my journal on like my whiteboard um little calendar note yeah those were both really powerful and it was helpful because I I didn't I had not understood the idea of surrender but I understood that expectations were kind of killing me a little bit but it's mm. funny because I had used those as my guide. Like you kind of talked about the idea of guideposts. If I was using expectations as guideposts instead of my authentic intentions, which when we switched them and they became on became more part of me, that's sustainable, which is cool. Other people's expectations are never sustainable. And once you achieve it, it's like, oh Lord, like what next? (laughs) That was my other fear is like, I had felt like I had met most people's expectations. We chatted about this. And so it was so scary because there was truly an abyss. ahead of me there were no more expectations to reach so like what what am I going to do like who is yeah right so what did you fill the void with I know the answer to this but just to reflect on it interesting wait I'm gonna here's if our answers match up um I filled this void one we talked about um pillars which is super helpful but to be honest with you more than that I filled it with curiosity oh yeah I did not know this answer 
It's a, I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say pillars. That's well, I knew part of it, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and the pillars guide the curiosity. Is that sure. make, Yes. It's curiosity of if you have expectations, you know what you're supposed to do. There's a mm. very direct path there, but just curiosity is like, well, what does Megan like to do? Because I had never, mm. I, I kind of, we had tried it. The last time I remember like actively thinking, what does Megan want to do was middle school when it didn't matter yeah. what you did because you weren't trying to get into high school call, or you weren't trying to get into college or you weren't trying to get a job or grad school. It's like what you did is what you just truly wanted to do with your time and you were curious. And I think this is the first time, I don't know about you, but this is the first time since in the last eight plus years that I've had the chance to like, oh my gosh, I just do Megan. Like there's mm. no next step I have to get into. So I need to do X, Y, Z activities on my resume to do that. I don't know. Anyways, it's fun. Like I started, it sounds cheesy, but I started reading again. Awesome. Like the simplest, like I didn't have time to do that because I was doing all these other check marks things. And mm. I forgot how and fun reading is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm having kind of like an intuition <laughs> around the idea of time because when you first came to me, uh, you yeah. felt like you didn't have any time. You were like, yeah, you just filled your time with things basically. And I'm, I'm realizing now that like, I think that you did that because of the expectations and the abyss, right? Like if you just stopped what was there, you know, it was this big abyss, which is scary and anxiety producing. And like, why were you crying at night? Right. Or why did you cry at Disney movies? Right. Like that was what was left for you to face in the, in the midst of peace. Right. And I think that now, after we've kind of explored the darkness inside you and you realize that like, you don't need to hold on to that darkness anymore. It's like in the peace, in the stillness. Now it's like, oh, what should I do today? Yep. Yeah, no, you're 100% correct. Yes. Cool. Um, awesome. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I truly, really, I hated being alone. That was also another like really mm. big mine of, I didn't want to live on my own. I always wanted to be hanging out with someone. And if I had downtime, it was, you were kind of right. It like physically felt like anxious. It's like, like, I don't like I should be doing something or like, this is weird or anyways. And yeah, now it's exciting to be alone, which is strange. And like, I would never. <laughs> the face you just made. <laughs> what? <laughs> the face you just made was awesome. You were like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice, I guess. It's autonomy to choose. And enjoying that free time to choose, and it's great. And I think also too partially when going off of social media helps give me back a lot of that time with myself. Because before, mm -hmm. if I had time on my own and I felt like I didn't want to actually hang out with myself, <laughs> it's like perfect social media, like instant, instant gratification there. And without it, I was like, oh no, I have to talk to myself. <laughs> like yeah. I have to like enjoy just being with myself, and it's really nice. I've almost, I've tried really hard to stay off of it, even though I've like ended my period, I'm not going on social media. So, yeah, from my, just reflecting from my end, like when you, when Lent started and you gave up social media, that's when things really started clicking um, in your mm -hmm. own awareness journey uh, and growth journey, I think. Because I think we'd been working together for about a month at that point. Um, and we, I just remember like every call was kind of like frantic and we were like trying to get to the bottom of something and like figure out the answer. 
And then you stopped using social media and you came back and you were like, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and I was like, wait, are you sure? And it's like, yeah, no, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, I don't know, it was just like instantaneously, um, it felt like everything that we had been working on had the chance to settle into you. Um, and then you could like integrate it and continue moving forward. And I think so often we like distract ourselves from our own potential with these addictions, whether it's like social media or you know anything. Could be work, could be cleaning, could be drinking, could be whatever, right? And so that was just cool on my end to like have that reflection of you and your own growth and choices in your ability to let that go and see what is left and then be you. I didn't realize it was such like a night and day difference. Yeah, it was okay. a big difference. Interesting. Holy cow. I thought it was like, oh yeah, for like a couple of weeks or it happened to coincide with like the projects we've made in our kitchen calls. But interesting. I think that, that might be yeah. true too. I mean, sure it's a little bit. I'm not yeah, probably both. But it was just like, it was really powerful to me. I was like, oh man, we should probably talk about this more as a generation. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? right? Yeah, I've been telling a lot of my friends. It's funny too, the moment you stop, you start noticing how much everyone else is on social media yes. as well. And I love the idea of distracting ourselves from our potential. Holy cow, yeah. <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the other, <clears throat> the other thing that was really powerful about removing social media is I had been using a lot of like their accounts and figures um people on there as my next like expectations if that makes sense mm. well and that was that was yes and yeah that was I realized that like earlier this week um I was using them as my next expectations like okay well I surpassed my parents but like I've got these people on social media telling me I can be you know rich beautiful which is unrealistic to have absolutely everything but they were telling me I could do it um, and they were telling me what they valued and what they spent mm. their time on. And that's what made them happy. And so I was chasing that and constantly every day reminded, reminded of like, oh, like this different success story and that person. And instead of like asking myself, like, okay, like what would, you know, I just, I had, that was just another way. Wait, what is the question? Hmm? What is the question? Like what, what would dot, dot, dot. Instead of, instead oh. of like using that for your expectations, what would be the alternative? Uh, what would I, I mean, just me, it's, what would I like to do? What would make me happy? What would make me even more than happy? I realized too, because social media is such like an instant gratification jump of energy. What makes me content? Mm. Like what doesn't send me off the rails either way? You know, like what is, am I just happy with? Um, and yes, we also talked about this idea of like sustainability as well. And a lot of the things you see on social media aren't like a single event typically it's not they're not sustainable events uh, and so those two kind of clicked of when I stopped looking at that and the pressure to get these like higher and higher and higher instance of um, excitement or whatnot it allowed me just to quietly focus on what made me content every single day mm. so, what's been the outcome of the quiet focus a peace and acceptance and a foundation to stand on which is cool. Like, I don't feel out of control. I feel like, I feel peace. So like physically speaking, I don't have this anxiety. My brain fog 
is gone of what I actually want. So the indecisiveness associated with that, which then caused anxiety over not being able to choose something, it's gone. And so I'm really excited because now, especially with our pillars, I have a foundation to stand on to say, okay, going forward with my next steps, what do I feel like I want to do? Um, does this match my pillars? Does this compromise any of my pillars? Not only does it match, but like take away from something that I need to be happy and content over the next, you know, 50, 50 years of life. And because of that, it's allowing me to actively choose between all these cool opportunities our generation has available to us and say, no, I want this one. And I'm okay mm-hmm. saying no to these other also equally cool opportunities because this is what Megan wants to do. Mm. And that's fine. Um, yeah, now granted, still working on consciously learning that and doing that of totally. how and being like, okay with the fact that I said no to something. Um, but that's there. And yeah. Cool. If you were to tell yourself from four or six months ago mm. something, what would it be? Or a few things. Uh, first one is slow down. Absolutely. Um, we chatted, it was like two weeks ago where that light bulb went off of rushing is the direct, and it's not the opposite, but it's the direct enemy of intentionality mm. and listening to your own voice. Because when you rush, that means you're trying to meet something else outside of you typically, or you're allowing other people's schedules to push your own. And when you rush like that, that takes away the intentionality of why am I doing this in the first place? Um, rushing forces you to not think, just do, which means you might not be moving in the right direction. Um, and then if you're rushing, you have no time to think about new opportunities, to plan ahead and get ahead. Um, and so I would say slow down because I intentionally, ironically, I intentionally made myself rush and fill all of my time to try and fill myself with all these things that never actually filled that little hole inside of me. But mm. if I rushed, I didn't even have to think about it. The fact that that wasn't actually doing what I needed it to. So, um, I love, I think it's Billy Joel's Slow Down, or Vienna. Vienna, yeah, uh, such that, a good song. Oh, good. Um, I would say that. Um, and the idea of surrender like you can't control it all you and they're kind of the same they are yeah ah they probably are to be honest oh good connection yeah i do slow down and surrender and that would eventually get me ideally to realize that these expectations i've created aren't actually filling this void and they're consistently not filling this void that i had felt all throughout college mm. and so it's time to do something about it it's time to take the time to try and fill and understand what is missing. I think. And being crystal clear, what has ended up filling that void? I've got a lot of what. I think what's filled that void is the focus on me of like re-putting myself first and revaluing myself. And that was, it was honestly, I feel like I was trying to fill everyone else's I was trying to fill it with everyone else's appreciation and acceptance of me. And I had never, mm. I had never accepted me. And loved you, maybe. Yeah. Yes. 
I did not love love. Yeah, it sounds so simple. Something I've been hearing for years, but I had never taken the time to realize like I did not. And now you do. Yeah, which is crazy and exciting and fun and gives me permission to be holistically myself. Yes. And that was what I kind of needed to hear. Cool. I have one more question. Go for it. What would you like to tell your future self? whether it be one or 50 years from now? That's so, that's really funny you say that. That's something I'm trying to figure out right now, a little bit. um, I would want to tell myself to remind me how hard I'm working to beat her, number one. Like she is my aspiration. No, like nothing, nothing else. Like to be her in 50 years is my aspiration in life and why I'm working so hard. But also I hope in 50 years that I focus on what made me happy and I'm content with that. And to focus that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who else you've impressed or whatnot, you will be with you at the end of that life. You are the most consistent thing in your whole life and being happy with you that's what matters at the end, you know? I don't know. It, yeah. That's it, honestly, just being happy with me and happy being me would be the most important thing. So, yeah, which is weird. Again, if you'd asked Megan that like four months ago, she'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy, what? No. <laughs> but, I lied, I have one more question too. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. Um, what would you like to tell yourself now? Ooh. Are you a life coach? I can't. I can't tell. <laughs> I think I need to tell myself to keep fighting for me not for others not just for others and give my give what i give myself the same weight and value Will you say it to yourself yeah i need to give myself the same weight and value that i give others when i choose what I'm doing in my actions and why I am doing my actions. They need to be as much for me as I usually do I get for others. Honestly, yeah. I've been giving myself a lot of hugs recently. I really recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) That might sound like the most sad thing to people who don't understand self-love, but like, it's so good. That's so funny. No, I, yeah, it's actually powerful physically hugging yourself or, yes, I could, I could go off on like a 30 minute tangent, how it's physical <laughs> reinforcement of your feelings and how much you love things. Ah, it's cool. like really powerful. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, I just want to reiterate, and I know we're like not done communicating in life, but, mm. oh man, you're just so awesome. And, 
the work that you've put in and the intention you've put in to letting go of the sadness and the, the lies, honestly, that you used to tell yourself or about who you needed to be mm. and the space that you've cleared in your life to open your heart to yourself. It's really amazing. Throughout this whole conversation, I've just been like, so like, you know, and you start almost crying because you're like happy or grateful or in awe. And that's just really how it felt. I'm in awe of you, Megan. <laughs> Thank you. I think you should be equally in awe of the fact that you got me here. Like, I just, I hope you accept the fact that I had spent a year basically chatting with all my closest friends, family, everyone that I knew. And you were the one who in like a couple months, <laughs> right, had got me from one of the lowest points that I had been in a while to one of the highest points I've been in years. And sustainably, which is crazy so far. <laughs> and, you know, it hasn't been an inflection point, it's leveled off. And that is so special. And I am so grateful that you said yes to your authentic self and what you love to do, because that makes a huge impact to the rest of us. And I'm just one of many. I'm sure you'll go on this journey with. So. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. This is much your celebration as it is mine. Well, friends, it was a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for me to hear Megan again as I listened through this. And I just want to say thank you for listening. And I hope you got something from this. And I'm always here for you to reach out. And if you do want coaching, you can go to soflow.co. That's S O W F L O W dot co slash ready so flow.co slash ready and just sign up for five actions that you can take today and that will put me on your email lists or you on my email list and then i can reach out to you and we can chat or feel free to email me directly at hello at phelan.com i hope you have a beautiful beautiful day and stay authentic and yeah i'll see you next time all right peace